Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group. And as always, I have my lovely hostess here with me, Ms. Trisha Stetzel. Hostess with the mostess. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, everyone. Trisha Stetzel here, Result Extreme Business Solutions. I am super excited about the guests that we have on today. Miss Cheryl Downey and I have known each other for 13 years. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's the owner of Heart of Gold Pet Sitting and Animal Wellness. She has over 13 years of pet sitting experience and three years of holistic animal wellness, which we're going to learn a little bit about today. And she's able to bring peace of mind, better health and vitality to her clients, furry family members. I just love that. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love listening to y'all's show. So I've been uh, binge listening the last couple of days. <laughs> That's what I'm talking awesome. about. Great job. Five stars. Thank you. Well, great. Yes. Thank you, Cheryl. All right. I love that. You know, just to kick off the show, just for fun, I think we should totally do this. So quickly, um, and Cheryl, we'll end with you because you're our co-host. Or co-host. You're our uh, interviewee today. But Tricia, can you tell me the, your, the animals that you have, what kind of animal it is, and the names? quickly. Oh my goodness. I have to hurry. So I have a black headed kike parrot. His name is Kayo. I have a Chihuahua named Coco and I have two Staffordshire Bull Terriers. One is seven Ruby Lay and the other one is two Jewel. I love it. And I have a boxer, a little six-year-old boxer named Buster, sweetest dog ever. And now I cannot wait to hear this, Cheryl. Tell me first off how many animals you have and second, what their names are. And what kind uh, of one. Just one. Oh, just one? Right now, right now. Her name is Riley, and she's almost five. She's a mini Aussie, but she's dog aggressive. Blows so, my mind. I was expecting you to have like 20 animals. Okay. No, 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 no. That's the great thing about pet sitting is you have, it's kind of like babies. You get to visit, and then you get to leave. <laughs> like, a grand, like a grandparent. That's perfect. Okay. Exactly. You get to see so many different types. I've at one time have had four dogs at one time. So, um, but unfortunately wow. as they passed away and with Riley, she is the only one probably for the next 10 years or so. So, okay. All right. Well, the reason why I wanted to ask those questions, you know, not only just so people know the dogs we have, but also I, I'm just, I think I can speak for you, Cheryl. I know this about Trisha. We love our animals. And so my first question for you is a lot of people when they travel, especially my sister, there's a lot of conversation around, ah, I can't be gone for too long because my, my pets or I don't want to kennel them for too long. So, so what is the, what, what's the benefit of having someone like you, a professional pet sitter um, who can come in and take care of animals while people are out on vacation or business or whatever it may be? Right. So the thing about pet sitting is we come to your house normally. A lot of pet sitters do pet sit in their home also, and that's a whole nother story. Um, but the best way for the pet is usually for us to come to you um, so that the pet is in their own environment with their own toys, their own 
schedules, routines are taken care of, they're eating in the same spot, um, they're sleeping in the same spot, they're barking in the same area. So it just helps with their anxiety and their stress level. So they're, they're in their own environment and they're getting guests coming to visit them every day and play with them and give them their full 110% uh, attention versus mom and dad who are messing with the kids or fixing dinner. So um, it's really beneficial for the animal, um, especially older ones um, are dogs that do separation anxiety because they do not do well in a kennel where there's other dogs, tons of other dogs and cats. So I know some people who have separation anxiety. Is that, so, sorry, Colton, I don't know what that was. There was some kind of weird thingy happening over here. Must have been me. Uh, yeah, so Cheryl, as you were talking about, you know, that the animals having anxiety and stress, I, I know a lot of humans who have anxiety and stress and separation problems from their animals. Do you feel like the, the um, service that you had to offer really gives these humans peace of mind as well? Oh, definitely. Because we give them tips like leave something, a clothing, a blanket that smells like them. So even though they're not there, they still have that. Leaving radios on, um, those are always good. Of course, and with my wellness, um, we can come up with um, the holistic side of it. We can also, if it's bad, um, we can help with that. So we always have tips and tricks on their specific needs. Um, and we keep in touch with them. So it's whether it's texting or videoing or emailing, um, pretty much daily. So some people are like, do not call me, do not talk to me, unless there's a house is on fire, the dog has escaped. And so those are far and fair between. Most people want to be touched base with at least once a day. So we always let them know our very first visit, we're going to text you once, right when we get there, our last visit, and then it's usually once a day, because sometimes we're there two or three times a day, and that's a lot of texting. And yeah. When it's new, you have all kinds of stuff to say. But once you've been watching the same animal for five or six, seven years, unless something unusual comes up, you know, they can only fly after so many butterflies or poop so many times a day or, you know, tear up so many pillows. <laughs> so, yeah. no, no, and, and so Cheryl, you, you mentioned this uh, previously and Trisha mentioned this in your bio. You mentioned something called holistic pet care. Can you kind of expand or expound on sure. what that is? Yeah. So it's basically holistic is the energetic part of our body. So the body awareness, we all know what's best for us. Um, and you use that by muscle testing with animals because they can't talk to us. So we have certain questions that we ask for nutrition because nutrition, just like in people, is in our pets too. If something's wrong with our pets, it could be more than likely nutritional, but you, you figure that out by asking questions through muscle testing. Do you know what muscle testing is? I do not. <laughs> You've ever been to a chiropractor and your mother is one. <laughs> I don't know if she uses it or not. I haven't asked her. Um, but it's ways that when you ask a question, when you muscle test and there's different ways you can do it, it will, your body will tell you yes or no, that is correct or not correct. So um, I use a lot of what's called bulk flower essences. They're safe. You can drink the whole bottle of elm water because it's got the essence of elm in it, and nothing would happen to you. You can't overdose. You can underdose, but you can't overdose. But there's certain things that you can give in, like certain essences that make us feel better, kind of like color. Sometimes people look at yellow and feel cheerful, and they love yellow. Well, yellow means different things in an animal world, 
and then you just kind of, if that dog needs yellow, put you put yellow around them and it makes them feel better. Purple's a good one. I have a lot of friends that have separation anxiety. Their dogs miss them. Something's happened. Like one of my uh, friends, her in-laws moved into a nursing home and with the all that's going on, um, it's just been a lot of different things happening. So I tested in, uh, Lola tested positive for purple. So she has a purple collar. She has a purple blanket and we put a purple amethyst and within two days she was feeling better. She wasn't acting crazy. So, um, and it changes just because you, just like us, we feel one way one day and a week later we feel different. So I always let my clients know just if something isn't working anymore, it's because they don't need it anymore. You don't have to put that purple blanket anymore. So that kind of helped answer that a little bit. It's all about the energy and how we feel. All our physical ailments are, are done by emotion and cancer because you, something in your body you have not dealt with, basically. That's yeah. I, I love, I know Cheryl, you and I talked a long time ago when you decided to go through the training, you have such a love for animals and this really just kind of took it to a, a deeper level. And if you want to talk just a minute about the training that you had to go through, because this isn't something you just made up and you know, you don't go into people's houses and say, your dog should wear a purple collar. It will make him feel better. <laughs> There's actually training and a certification behind this holistic wellness. Yes, I did my training through the Lightfoot way, um, which is, used to be based out of Houston. Um, the main, um, Kim, the main lady, she moved to Montana about two years ago, but it was a whole Wednesday through Sunday training. We were there from eight in the morning till five, six, seven at night, and we did all different modalities. So we worked on uh, animal communication one day. We worked on flower essences, and it was learning about it, hands-on book work, and it was actually practicing it. And then you took a test. That was fun. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and you were in a room with 10 or 15 people that you didn't know doing something you've never done before. And just, I mean, we, there were days where we were crying because it was amazing the feelings that came out um, and the animals that were helped. And it's just, it's about practicing. I myself can do animal communication, but I choose not to on a regular basis. Um, I'm a real feelings person, empath. And so when I, when you talk to animals, it's not, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's not like that. You see pictures, you feel things, you see things. Um, some people who are really good at it and are more open than I am, just, it's like they're having a conversation. It's not that way with me. I see pictures and I feel things. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's negative things and that's scary to me. So my uh, mentor, Kim, was like, you're just going to let that go. And I'm like, even though I know that Feeling that is not me. It's a scary thing. So I chose not to do that part of it. I have a lot of people I can branch that out to. I've got some really awesome people from the Lightfoot way that, that do that. Um, and of course, you, you can do your own animal, but it never really works that way because you're so close to them and you kind of feed them what you want them to say. <laughs> so um, the animal communication is, is just amazing. There are, if you look up on like Facebook and there's lots of people out there that you could do that with. Um, but I concentrate on the aromatherapy, which is rare. You usually don't have to do aromatherapy. Um, there are exceptions like lavender. If a dog is really, really anxious, you can actually put a drop of lavender, good lavender, not the store-bought $5 lavender, but, you know, um, Mountain House, uh, different places. There's a whole bunch of different ones out there that are known for their quality pharmaceutical grade 
for therapies, but you can put one drop on your hand and put them on their paws or the inside of their ears. And just within minutes, you'll see that they calm down most of the time, unless you're Riley and it's the full moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, Colton, you had no idea when we had a pet sitter on the show that we were going to get into this, right? I see him. I, He's like, what? It's I the woo-woo part of what I do. So it's some literally, people are open to it and some people aren't. So I literally was expecting her to say, yeah, I just come over. I walk the dogs. I feed them and I leave. That's what I was kind of expecting. So well, we do that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's mainly what I, we do. We do. So, yeah. So. No, but that's, no, that's very interesting. I did not know all that goes into, I mean, I guess, you know, a lot of people just will do those minor things I said, but it sounds like there is a whole lot more. So you really want to be making sure you're working with the pet sitter who actually genuinely cares and um, can take care of the dog in a way that most people can't. That's really right. interesting. Now I am a certified animal wellness coach, but my sitters are not. So I'm the only one that really does that right now. Um, eventually I'll branch out as that. It's more of a word of mouth thing as you go. A lot of my clients that have been with me for a long time as a dog walking pet sitting business, they'll call me and say, Hey, I'm having this problem with this dog. What do you suggest? You've helped me with this in the past. What do I do about this? And then sometimes they call me and I'm like, my dog barks all the time. I'm like, hey, you need a trainer. <laughs> There's a difference between I can help with you know, housebreaking a dog, a puppy, or the separation anxiety, or teaching them a few basic tricks that I've learned as I've gone through training, obedience training with my dogs. Um, but when it comes to more difficult things like dogs who bark at everything, um, it's more, that's more of a trainer. So um, I always like, I suggest this person, this person, and this person, depending on where you live. Um, and I let them know that they're recommended. Because there's, there's dogs and animals that really need somebody who knows what they're doing and are fully trained in it, but especially aggressive. So, and typically I don't take on aggressive dogs anymore. I, after a while you learn the signs, so you suggest and you move on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing about pet sitting is it's, it, the, there's no regulation around it, right? Any, anybody can be a pet sitter, but Cheryl, as, as you were talking about your uh, wellness training and some of the other things, right. And being well connected in the animal arena so that you can refer people to the professionals that they need. It just reminds me that when you're doing your homework, looking for a pet sitter, Cheryl, what kind of things should people really be looking for? I came up with about five that I use only that what I use when I first started. And then what I recommend for people who aren't near me, um, I always say referrals is number one, friends and family, who do they use? Do they like them and why? And sometimes they get both answers, good and bad. Um, your vet, groomers, trainers, you can go online if you, let's say you just moved to the area, uh, your church members, the new church that you've gone to, talk to people, let them know what you're looking for. Um, but Yelp reviews, Angelus reviews, care.com reviews, uh, Google business reviews, start researching, go online and researching those. Um, because when you put in pet sitting, dog walking, cat visits in your city, it's going to pop up with all those and make sure you check out each and every one of them. Um, and then number two, I say, is timing. Try not to do the last minute. You want time to meet them and give them your full attention and make sure this is the right fit for you. 
So, and it does happen where you're like, oh, I want to go out of town in two days. What am I going to do? Um, and then there are people out there like me that usually have time saying, hey, can you meet with me the next day? Because I've turned down people that have said, hey, I'm leaving tomorrow. And if I haven't met them, that's not going to do me any good or the client or the dog or cat or bunny rabbit. Um, number three is security. Make sure they're bonded and insured and their background checked. Very, very important. Very, very important. Um, and then I go with comfort. And in comfort, I mean, how do you, there's Riley, how does your pet interact with the pet sitter? How do you intuitively feel with the person that's visiting your house? Do you feel comfortable Go with your gut um, and vice versa? How are they dressed? Are they listening to you? Are they over talking to you? Are they paying attention? Um, are they asking questions? Things like that. Um, and then always have questions prepared at the, when somebody comes to your house. What things are important to you? All right, can I call you at the last minute? Um, how far away do you live? Um, what's the latest time you come? Things like that. Um, and then number five, I, I call it a trial run. Um, I've done this on several occasions. Is, is there a time between now and that big trip to Germany in a year for you to come a couple of weekends beforehand and just see how it goes? Um, if it's a dog walking client, I take the dog or we take the dog out without the customer, the client right then and there to see how we, because the, the animal usually, the pet usually acts just a little bit different when mom and dad aren't around. <laughs> and that's a good thing most of the time, but sometimes. <laughs> just like kids. Yes, just like children. You know, the most important thing is communication. Um, Things I call it the triangle or the triangle of miscommunication. The owner, the person who's in charge of that pet sitting company, or the pet sitter if it's a solo, the client, and the pet sitter. So there's three things that can happen, and communication has to flow all the way around that triangle. Either way, or things happen. And I think the most important is between the client and the pet sitter. If something is going not as planned, and that sitter does not communicate to the client then there's usually a problem that has to be worked through down the road. Whereas if the sitter had just said, hey, your AC has been out for two days, what do you mean to do about it? Or um, your water's not on. Or little Fluffy has thrown up in her kennel two days in a row. Hopefully they wouldn't wait two days in a row. But it's thrown up and, you know, what can I give them? And we a lot of times in the consultation, we're like, what do you have for diarrhea? What do you have for if they're sick? Um, can we take them to the vet? Um, you know, that's, that's part of it. That's great. And now More let me the better. Yeah, no, that, that's great. You obviously, you've put a lot of detail into that for people to know if I'm looking for somebody, this is what I need to look for. That's a great list. And now let me ask you something totally off subject that has nothing to do with dog sitting. You ready? Okay. Yes. And I've used this one before, but I like it so much that I have to ask it again. Okay. Okay. What is in your refrigerator right now, Cheryl? I have fruits and vegetables. I have lots of cheeses, lots of dairy, shame, 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 but I do because I love cheese. I have water. I have carbon. I have a Coke, one can, and condiments, basically. Oh, and then tonight's dinner. Which, which is? is we're having chicken on salad. Awesome. I'll be there at seven. <laughs> we, my husband and I weigh in tomorrow morning, so we always eat really light the night before. <laughs> So That's awesome. Dinner, check in the night before and we eat early so that when we weigh, we can maybe lose an ounce or two. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So what do you have in your refrigerator? 
Whoa, whoa, this is this is only one way here. Oh, no. that's not fair. <laughs> You're not allowed to ask questions. Sorry. <laughs> a bunch of water, chicken, broccoli, brown rice. Um, a couple things I can't say on on air. Uh, <laughs> and some stevia sodas. You should try one if you haven't had one before. You know, I, I can have one drink, tea, whatever, with stevia, but after that, it makes my stomach hurt. No, I only have like one. Oh, it, you like guys one with your stevia. Two. All right, okay, Cheryl, I have a serious question. question. I am. So, Cheryl, I have a serious question for you. If, if you're willing to divulge, what, because our viewers cannot see us, they can only hear us, what generation are you a part of? I had to think about it. <laughs> I'm that. Crack, I'm, crack I'm, in that I'm in that that generation between the boomer, the the boomers, and the, maybe it's the Y. You're an X Jenner. I just know it. I, I can feel it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I thought my stepson was a millennium, but he's not. He missed it by a couple of years. He's that yeah. one before the. Well, they bunched them all into the millennials now. So he probably yeah. used to be in the Y Jenners, and well, they don't exist anymore, right, Colton? I'm just saying. I, yeah. You can't, I mean, that's <laughs> what say, it is. Trey's going to be 21 this year. And I'm like, okay, now I, I have the teenagers, you know, he's getting out of that phase. So I'm like, how am I going to relate to the teenagers? <laughs> oh, but we always do. Just like Colton and I have become friends, right, yeah. Colton? Trish is so <laughs> hip and cool. It's, yeah. I am. Yeah, you're a millennial. Check it out. <laughs> I can't even say I'm that millenn- word, He's a millennial. I'm just a plain X. What do they call it? The forgotten or the, you know, it was <laughs> that in between where all the stuff happened and then all this other stuff happened. And then there's the a sandwich like, hey, generation. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We are the specialist of the special. I'm just saying. Cheryl, it has been so much fun having you on the show today. I'm so glad that you decided to join us. So in closing, I would love for you to please say your first and last name, the name of your business. We'll need you to spell out your email address and also give your phone number if you're willing to allow people to call you in case they have questions or would like any more information from you. Awesome. All right. My name is Cheryl with an S S H E R Y L Downey. My business is heart of gold pet sitting and animal wellness. And it's kind of a long email. It's H dot care so h is in harry lowercase dot c a r e at heart of gold wellness w e l l e w golly w e l l n e s s dot com so if you just put in heart of gold wellness it will pop up because i'm the only one that comes even close to that um, my phone number is 281-818-1287 um and I usually answer the phone anywhere from about nine in the morning till about eight at night, um, usually within an hour. Nice. Text also, so That's text customer us. service right there. Yes. And then Sundays sometimes, not so much, depending on football's on. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you again, Cheryl. We really Thank enjoyed our- I really appreciate yes, you. Yes, absolutely. All right, you guys, this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap connecting business perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, connecting business perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. 
Colton Cockrell with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.